The best part about the combine is not the stretching or the jumping or the running. I will not watch the combine. I I just, you know, I'll see the numbers. If someone impressed at the combine, I'll read about it. The, the most interesting thing about the combine is this, is the fact that we get to hear from Joe Douglas. We get to hear from Pete Carroll. We get to hear from Joe Shane. We get to hear from people. The other thing that's really interesting about the combine is I always looked at it as very similar to the winter meetings in baseball. Like, there's nothing we're watching at the winter meetings, but general managers are together. Owners are together. And so then you get more trade rumors and maybe even a trade and free agent discussions. And what I love about the combine has nothing to do with the combine. It has everything to do with fanning the flames of what we love, which is the excitement of an offseason. And the NFL knows how to do that right. A week before free agency happens, get everybody talking, the juice flowing. I mean, I'll push back. I'm a little more into it than you are, but I'm also like an obsessive NFL draft nut. I love the prospects. I love deep diving, all of it. But... I kind of view the combine as Happy Gilmore on FX on a on a Saturday afternoon. Maybe you won't go out of your way to watch it, but flipping through, you won't stay with any of it for a little bit going no. through the channels. No, really, no. It's you a waste of there. time. I mean, so you don't even know what Chris Jones of the Chiefs is most famous for, then, do you? I may have heard about it and forgot about it. Why Runs a forty yard dash, a spandex rips, and we saw Chris Jones Jr. I do remember that. Okay, yeah, I saw the YouTube clip. Great. I was there when it happened, okay? <laughs> do you want a medal? No, just do you DK feel special? Metcalf breaking. I mean, I love that yeah, stuff. Sean, uh, I get made, it may not matter, but... I, I get made fun of rightfully so for the amount of games I go to, the games I watch, the time I have to do certain things regarding sports. And I take pride in that. It's a badge of honor. There are certain things you just can't do. Otherwise, you really have no life. And watching dudes in spandex running around... I don't know. Call me crazy. That's one of those things I can live without. It's not really necessary. Evan. Yes. Sean. Watching NFL, future NFL players run in spandex for 10 minutes on a Saturday is far more having a life than you ordering a special scorebook to bring the city field. You did? Well, excuse me? That scorebook gives Look, me a lot of joy over the course and it's of great. 80 should, games. You should never take away joy. I'm I, whatever. So you get joy from seeing Chris Jones as junior? Okay, that's good. I mean, that's fine. I, makes me feel like less of a man, but yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, no, I mean, you just, the combat, look, the combat is one of those dumb pleasures. And also, I know that at least I'm kind of feeling like I'm putting myself in a GM's room, like, okay, that guy's fit. Does that matter? Oh, look how high he could jump. Do you have eventually. your daughters on your lap explaining everything about the combine while it's happening? Haven't experienced the combine with them yet, but I'll tell you one thing. My daughter knows who Spencer Dinwiddie is. My daughter knows <laughs> who different. Adam Fox is. <laughs> that's different. So Joe Douglas met the media. We were talking about Shane a little bit earlier. And there were a couple of things that jump out at me. He was very complimentary about Derek Carr, who we could talk about because Derek Carr is a free agent, high-level producer. He's per- He's got personality. He's intelligent. His decision-making is great. His accuracy is great. And that they're going to be thorough with the process. They're going to meet with him again this week. So they're continuing the dialogue with him. And then said, and we kind of knew it, can't really talk about anybody else. So when he's asked about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, he gives kind of that very vanilla, yeah, we've talked to a lot of GMs. We've had a lot of good conversations. I think without saying it, it's become very obvious that the Jets are thinking the way I'm thinking, which is not every Jet fan, I admit that, and maybe not every football fan. They have a ranking. Like, I got a list right here on my uh, tablet where I listed the quarterbacks. I ranked them. I even included your guy, as unrealistic as it was. Did you include Mariota got released today? I did. No, okay. he, absolutely. I have okay. the whole list of quarterbacks and where I would rank them. And to me, there's a clear one. 
and there's a clear two. Lamar Jackson I've put to the side in this discussion because I've been very skeptical that, A, the Ravens would trade him, and then, B, they would trade him inside the conference. So I put him to the side. And to me, Aaron Rodgers is number one and Derek Carr is number two. And I really feel that Joe Douglas is thinking the exact same way. And so what he said today, without saying it, this is the way I interpreted it, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong here in your opinion, was that, yeah, we're talking to Derek. We're just making sure that if it doesn't happen with A-Rodge, we got Derek Carr all lined up. Right, but it is a dangerous game to play if Derek Carr decides to make his decision before you're waiting on Mr. Silence and Quiet and Rodgers. So, I get why you would do that as a Jet fan, Evan. I'm here to tell you as a non-Jet fan, you're making a huge mistake. I'm making a mistake on which aspect of this? On ranking Rodgers ahead of Derek Carr for what you should want for the New York Jets. Why is that? Well, you talked about snow days earlier. We've talked about school. Did you ever learn a lesson that there's no cutting in line? Uh, Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets taught me that. Yes. Brooklyn Nets are a perfect example, and Kyrie Irving is a perfect example. The Jets, it sucks to be a Jet fan from the standpoint of many things, but specifically, I know Joe will hate me bringing this up, but longest playoff drought in football. So now we are supposed to assume that a guy who plays with retirement and everything could be gone in a year, forget two. Right. You think you're going to cut the line and go from not making the playoffs to making a Super Bowl in your first year? And by the way, when you make a move for Rodgers and trade probably at least the first, if not more, you're not playing just to break the playoff drought because you could do that with no, Derek No, you're Carr. playing to win a championship. You're playing to win a championship. Yeah, so I got a lot of issues with everything you said. Let's start with okay. the cutting the line thing. And I'll use the Nets as an example. Sean happens to be a fellow Net fan, so he can relate to this question. Going to beat the Bucs tonight, by the way. <laughs> They're due. They're due. Yeah, the Bucs are due to lose. Yes. Sure. Um, that's neither here nor there. Would you do it all over again? Would you have signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant if you had the chance to do it again? Obviously not knowing the result. Can I give you a yes, but? No, no, just yes or no. Well, there is a yes, but. Yes, but what? Yes, but if it involved me giving up multiple first-round picks plus for them, I would no, not. No, hold on. Would you have taken the risk on signing two superstar players to try to win an NBA title? Yes. Okay. I say the same thing. I, I own the mistake that ended up happening, but I also think that in order to win, you need stars. So I own it. It yeah. happened. We move on. It didn't work. I accept it. And, that. oh, by the way, before we get to Rodgers, the Nets are probably basically in the same situation they're in now. Right. They hit the reset button. <laughs> right. They went right back to 2019. Right. So the New York Jets are not cutting any line. They have drafted really well over the last couple of years okay. outside of quarterback and left tackle, right? But they have. They have put together a team that, in my opinion, you may disagree, roster-wise is a quarterback away. Okay. I mean, I, I think— You agree with that statement? Well, I think they need help on the offensive line, but in yeah, this league... Yeah, yeah, yes, but if they had competent quarterback play... They're a playoff team last year, for okay. sure. Okay, so the skipping the line argument is foolish. It's almost like you're saying they're nowhere close, and they're going to buy 18 players. Well, That's skipping the line. They're looking to add one player that significantly changes the possibilities of this team. So I just don't like the idea of you using the whole skipping the line thing because what are you talking about? They've been online for three years drafting really well to the credit so of Joe Evan, Douglas. Evan, it's all about the, also about the player, too. The Bucks skipped the line, and it worked. But it was also Tom Brady. Well, no, no, we're, we're going to get there. I'm taking your argument piece by piece. Your skipping okay. the line argument was stupid. Well, that's it's all. stupid because Aaron Rodgers has proven. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're going to get there. But that's part of me. my argument I, about skipping the line. No, no, it's not skipping the line. Their roster is good. They've built a roster. It's they ain't Disney skip- where you're buying the fast pass. Rodgers is not the fast pass. Well, hold on. Hold on. Before we get to that, I promise you, we'll talk Rodgers. All, right. All right. They're not skipping the freaking line. Okay. I mean, okay, don't give me that. I, my wife gives me that okay. That patronizing okay. No, no. Do you agree with me? 
Or am I just pressuring you to say okay? How many teams besides... I'm sorry, honey. You've never given me that okay. I was just using an example that people out there can relate. Because a lot of their wives have given that okay. You've never done that. Continue on. All right. She's too busy cleaning spit off your kid's face from dinner. All right. Stop. How many teams outside of the Bucks, the one caveat, have just jumped in in the last 15 years and made and won a Super Bowl immediately without having some kind of playoff pain? Uh, uh, Immediate? Well, okay. You're convoluting this. No, we've I'm not. Seen, yeah, yeah, you are, because one of my answers would be, well, Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos. They inserted a quarterback, and they went to multiple Super Bowls and won one. I don't they didn't win one right away. They did? Okay. But did they win one? Yeah. Did they get to one before that? So Peyton Manning is I'm Aaron just Rodgers? Saying, no, hold on. I'm giving you an answer to your question. Yes, you but that's like not answer. my question. What the hell is your question? You looking for a specific example that's Dude, the Jets? Like I, you're looking for a carbon This copy? is the problem with picking apart my argument one by one is that everything is connected. Aaron. <laughs> you know Aaron, what? I apologize. Give me the whole argument again. Aaron I'll try to be fair. Rodgers is not Peyton Manning, who, by the way, was so focused, was getting back on a football field, coming back from injury, and you didn't have to give up assets. Now, you want to tell me the assets are irrelevant? That's fine. You're allowed to say that. You've already used your assets and you've built up. Tom Brady... Six-time Super Bowl champion before he went there. Completely different, all about football. Rodgers has shown you the last couple of years, he's not all about football. I mean, he's about being kooky. He's about hallucinogens. He's about saying crazy stuff. And that's fine, and that, that could be irrelevant when coming here. What I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers do is make significant, you know, big-time moments in NFC Championship games, go win Super Bowl. It's been more than a decade since we've seen Rodgers at his best. He oftentimes is the reason his team loses some of these big games, including this hey, year no, in Week 18. No doubt that Aaron Rodgers has had a lot of playoff failures, specifically in the NFC Championship game over the last decade. I remember when they went 15-1, and won, and your team went there and beat them. Now that we've gotten that out yeah. of the way, can you give me your top five Derek Carr playoff moments? Because I'd love to hear the list. Okay, you're right. Oh, now, no, okay. So oh. you're going to attack Aaron Rodgers? How do we know Derek Carr la- wouldn't have had a playoff moment in the year he broke his leg? Which, by the way, he's been healthy in his career. He other was, than that, he was great that year. You're right. We don't, but he didn't. We don't have those. Do we think Mike moments. Mayock, outside of Dave Gettleman, was the worst general manager in football the last five years? I mean, he basically had ten first round picks, none of them there. So you're going to write a list of excuses for Derek Carr? No, but it matters. We're we're doing it for Daniel Jones, right? We're talking about how he has no yeah, offensive I, weapons Derek and everything. Carr, Derek Carr has fair excuses over the last few years, and I've been fair in addressing them. He's had a million different head coaches, a million different offensive coordinators. There's been stuff off the field that has nothing to do with him that certainly has affected him. And, oh, yeah, his defense has sucked. I don't think he's ever I been hear- the quarterback of a team that had a top 20 defense. So Here's, they're all fair. Right. Sure. He would be on a better team next year, and you said it yourself with how good the Jets are, than he's ever played with the Raiders. 100%. And this is where you, and no offense, other Jet fans are coming across as a little hypocritical. How's that? If Aaron Rodgers was completely at peace with the Packers, completely at peace, I'm going to retire here, me and David Bakhtiari are going to go do chugging at Bucks games, if he was completely at peace, mm-hmm. do you know what you would say, our friend BT would say, and every other Jet fan, Ira that I would call 15 shows saying, look at this, this, and this that Derek Carr's accomplished. Look at, you know, and now we can put him on this roster. You guys would be finding a way to uplift Derek Carr, and because Rodgers is available, you're poking holes at the no, Derek no, Carr no, argument. No, 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 no. Yes, you I, are. I don't think that's fair at all. I think anybody that became available, we would look, I can only speak for myself. I'm not going to put words in anybody else's mouth, so I'm only speaking for myself. I'd be critically looking at anybody that was available. Like, the Aaron Rodgers stuff that you brought up, the postseason failures, I'm not arguing with you. You're right. Like, 
He's the apple of my eye. He's number one on my list, but I'm also not going to just ignore the legitimate worries I'd have about him. His commitment to football, absolutely fair game. I'm, I haven't argued with you about that. Yeah. It's all should be brought up just like our points about Derek Carr will be brought up. But when you take all the pluses and all the minuses of each guy and you make your little list, the pros and the cons, to me it's not close. If you're trying to win a championship in the next couple of years – Aaron Rodgers clearly gives you that best opportunity. I think if Rodgers was three years younger, I'd be with you. I'm worried that this would be the only year you get out of Aaron Rodgers. Do you want me to call you Sean or Morash or something else? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Just don't call me. Is it weird I call you Sean? Um, Yes. No. But it shouldn't be. Should I just call you Ash? Like, what do you want me to call you? Uh, a lot of people just call me Morash, but Sean is fine. I'm not a lot of people. I'm me. What do you You want me to call you? You know what I think about it? I don't think anybody calls me anything. I mean, Lugar calls me Fatso. Really? You're very disrespectful. I, I also call myself Loogie, so there's that. <laughs> My friends growing up called me more. The DA actually called me Mraz, which is... No, I'm just calling you Sean. Forget call it. Sean's Anyhow. fine. Sean. My mom doesn't even address me by name. Anymore. What does she call you? Honey? Hey, hey you. Hey, <laughs> what does your wife call you? <laughs> A lot of things. <laughs> A mistake? <laughs> yeah. Mistake being right at the top of the list. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I just prefer Aaron Rodgers over this small period of time where you have a chance to win a championship. Like, it doesn't mean he's perfect. I'm not arguing that. But over the next two years, and I do look at it as a two-year opportunity, and and here's the reality. If the Jets are going to acquire Aaron Rodgers, I think this was all pretty much laid out today. Goons Goons was talking about it. What's his name again? Goon Goons. Yeah, I call him Goons Goons. Goonty, my man. That you call him Goonty? Yeah. I call him Goons Goons. He met the media today, too, and he was pretty honest about what's going on. He said, I haven't talked to Aaron in length since the end of last season. Aaron hasn't told us our plans and that the contract will be restructured. If Aaron wants to leave, he's going to restructure that deal with the new team. So let's say it's the Jets. If you're restructuring a contract with Aaron Rodgers, you're talking to him about, hey, Aaron, you know, we're about to restructure this deal. We're about to acquire you. Can you make us a commitment? And those conversations matter, dude. They do. Like, you're assuming this is a year-to-year thing. I'm worried it's a year-to-year thing. But if I'm on the phone with him as Joe Douglas, I'm I'm point-blank asking him, what's your deal, dude? We're going to trade for you. We're going to give you a new contract. Can you give us a commitment to this program? Like, that's a conversation that happens, no? Maybe, maybe. Because you're in the blood and guts of New York sports every day, and I'm doing the national stuff at CBS Sports Radio. Maybe I have a different vantage point on this, but you're talking about those conversations under a normal person in a normal headspace. I hate to break it to you, and you probably know this. Aaron Rodgers is the closest thing we have to Kyrie Irving no, in the I NFL. Know. Well, look, we, we get it. And I he get could that. tell you that commitment. He could agree on that. By the way, just last year we heard he was committed to the Packers for three more years when he finally decided to come back, and already. That's not necessarily true. Uh, we all they thought that a, when no, he resigned, and they, I know they had outs. They had a handshaken agreement of, we're going to run it back, and we'll reevaluate at the end of the year. It's why Goon Scoons will trade him to wherever he wants to go. So I was never under the illusion, and I certainly don't think the Packers were, <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers was fully, fully committed to being a Packer for the next three Evan. years. You could very easily envision a scenario where the Jets do make the playoffs. And this is what I'm talking about, by the way. Mm -hmm. They're not, let's say they don't beat out the Bills for the division. They're in the wild card round and they lose. And they lose in heartbreaking fashion where Rodgers isn't at his best because, oh, by the way, he hasn't been in some of these playoff games. And he's playing with these young receivers and you heard, you know, he doesn't even hang out with the guys in Green Bay or whatever. And he turns around at the end of the year and goes, boy, maybe I only have one, two years. Is this really the best place for me? Mm -hmm. 
You cannot trust that man at his word. You can't trust him at his word, and that would fear me to death. He is as flaky a personality at the most important position that you need to correct yeah, he, as you could acquire. And, by the way, is not exactly ringing up titles left and right with Green Bay that it should assure you the next two years will bring you that. Nothing assures you anything. Like, of course, I his resume doesn't guarantee me a championship, but if we're going based on resumes, he gives me a better shot at a championship than Derek Hart. How about stabilizing the franchise before worrying about winning a Super Bowl No, 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 no. The goal is to win a championship. But Derek Carr can help you get there, too. Really? What's the evidence I have of that? He's a top 13 quarterback in the NFL. He's ranked somewhere between 11 and 15. That's who he is. I'm going to break some news. That's it. Next year? The Jets are a playoff team that does not make the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers or with Derek Carr. Oh, so it doesn't matter. So why why we even why, why, why do we care? Let's just all go home, everybody. Sean's told us the future. We have no chance to win with Aaron Rodgers. You're not no winning a Super Bowl next to win year. With Derek Carr. Just close down. You top. haven't what won a doing? Super Bowl in 54 years. You think bringing in a quarterback who and I'm not a yeller bringing in a quarterback. You're yelling right now. Bringing in a quarterback who has not sniffed the Super Bowl in over a decade that goes, you know, in his football pants every time in these NFC Championship games is couldn't beat the freaking Lions at home. And yeah. by the way, didn't need their backup tight end scampered for 50 yards versus an elite defense to burn him. The, all of that, we're discarding the last decade of I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm not discarding it at all. So why would he sprinkle magic pick, pixie dust? Why? Because you have he, Garrett Wilson and Swiss Gardner, now you're going to go to the Super Bowl next year with Aaron Rodgers? He gives them the best chance to do that. I'm not predicting they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I'll ask you this. So the best, best chance for the Jets to yeah, appear in the Super Bowl in How's the next that? five yeah, years is by signing Derek Carr today than, than, so, and then trading for Aaron Rodgers. They have Rogers. a better chance to win the Super Bowl next year with Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers? I didn't Rogers? say next year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, You're I'm, talking about 2026? Is right. that what we're talking about? So we're breaking down 2026? I'm going to give you, you got a 6% chance to win a Super Bowl at Aaron Rodgers next year and a 1% with Derek Carr. Yeah, okay. You, 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 you have a point. much Thank greater you. chance of winning a Super Bowl over the next five years by signing Derek Carr, figuring out if he is or isn't the guy, going down the road of, so, again, Alex Smith and the Chiefs, stabilizing your you, franchise. You, uh, you already proved my point. I appreciate it. Aaron Rodgers gives the Jets, in your humble estimation, Six times the opportunity to win a Super Bowl than Derek Carr. Those and I'd argue numbers. that's being generous. Okay, yes. well, thank you. Six times the opportunity, if I'm phrasing that correctly. Yet you're worried. You're getting all angry about 2025. You're very concerned about the quarterback in 2025. Heaven. You're bothered by that. You should How about know this better. one, bro? You should know I'll better. worry about 2025 when we're in 2025. Dude. I'm not the, oh, because I got 35-year-old Derek Carr, I should feel better about it? You should know that he spent your whole life as a Jet fan. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Give up? Like, stop watching? No, it doesn't mean give up. It doesn't matter who they acquire, according to Sean. It means sensible and know that you've gone through this much pain to know that it doesn't end with a quick one year. Let me try real quick with this. It's not a quick one year. It basically is. No, it's not. They have a good roster. You're just trying to find the best quarterback in a small period of time to win you a championship. And the guy who's won how many MVPs, I'm sorry, and a Super Bowl, I know it's a long time ago, he's done that. Was he Rogers, gives them a better opportunity. Was Rodgers a better or worse quarterback in 2022 than he was in 2021? 2022 was not a good year for Aaron Rodgers. I am willing to believe and hope that that was more because of the finger injury, more because of the weapons that he had, and that the Aaron Rodgers we would see next year is closer to the two-time, two-time huh. COVID MVP. And... Tom Brady is obviously this mythical outlier. You know what Tom Brady did by playing into his 40s? Why are you bringing him up? Because it's going to tie into my point of why Go you're ahead, a fool. Bring why him you're up. a fool. I'm a fool. It made teams like the Saints think Drew Brees had more left in the tank than he did. It made 
dare I say, the Giants think they could get more years out of Eli Manning than they did, the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, and you know what? They were inevitably just spinning the wheel, some of them making the playoffs and never finding Super Bowls. Playing quarterback and getting better 39-40 is an extremely rare circumstance. So Aaron Rodgers is done. That was the first time you've brought this up in our discussion. Not done? You think he's done? You haven't brought this up yet. You're bringing it up well, now. Fine. Fine. I think he's done being a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Okay. And, and, and by the way, if that's the case, then obviously I'm wrong. I don't think that's the case. I'm looking at one year in which he was clearly not the same guy, and I'm looking at it as an outlier. If I'm wrong, the Jets make a mistake and they don't win a championship. But here's the other way I look at it. I'm not as enamored as you are about 35 Derek Carr. I'm not as enamored about 2026 Derek Carr. You are. I'm not thinking about that. I'm um, thinking about the next two years, and if it doesn't work out, you move on to somebody else because you have no idea who's going to be available in two years. Zero. Do you think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl this year if they didn't play in a playoff game with some of the young core they had a year ago? Uh, that's a good question. I think I, I do think that losing in the postseason sometimes can help, can sometimes and, be a lesson for you. And Absolutely. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. The Jets have not made the postseason. They have a really good young core. They're going to need to go through a bump or two to you know, learn a little bit of that. And Did I'm the not, Bengals need that bump or two? They still haven't won a Super Bowl, have they? They got to a suit. Come on. Just because I gave you an example that disproves your point. But is it about winning or getting there? It got to. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to give you a true answer here. For me with the Jets, it's getting there. Because that's not something I've seen before. And I think for the Nets and for the Mets and for the other teams I root for, and for most people listening, and I totally respect it, it's a championship. You're a diehard Ranger fan. You've seen him in the cup. Now you got to see him win it. You're a Yankee fan. Getting to the World Series, even though it's been a while, not enough. I think with the Jets, and maybe I'm crazy here, I'd have to ask my old buddy Joe if he agrees with me on this. Give me those two weeks in the Super Bowl. I, you know what? Dude. If that's what I get, I think I'd sign for that and say, you know what? At least I saw that. That's fine. <laughs> feel how you want to feel. Just know you're sounding like every Nick fan excited to just beat the Cavs in the first round this year. <laughs> WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Last night was impressive. And I'd be the first to tell you, last night was a very impressive win by the Knicks. It doesn't matter if Jalen Brown's playing or not. And here's what I found impressive. And I love the NBA. And part of what I love about the NBA is when you watch a full game, there's going to be a moment in the game that's not obvious where you say, okay, that changed the game. It's not always the game-winning shot with two minutes to go. It's not always kind of that obvious moment. So not the fake Tatum ejection late? About <laughs> right, the Fugazi ejection. Jason Tatum realizes, I've had a crappy night. I've scored 12 points, whatever it is. Get me out! Let me show a little fire when the game's decided. <laughs> it wasn't that. And I got to give this guy credit because this guy takes a beating. And he didn't play great last night, but he had a sequence. And to me, the sequence was the difference in this game. And that's R.J. Barrett. All right, so R.J. Barrett, you look at the box score, you're going to say... <laughs> You look at him not playing the final eight minutes of the game, you're going to say, trying to create a sound effect. You know what I mean? Like, blah. Okay, IQ Josh Hart on the floor to close games. RJ's not good enough. Whatever. There was a sequence in this game, because I was waiting the whole night for the champs, the Eastern Conference champions, minus Jalen Brown, to make their run. They're that good of a team. Has nothing to do with ripping the Knicks. It's respect for the Celtics. Like the Horford threes versus the Sixers on Saturday night. Yeah, essentially. Right. Right. So they cut the deficit to eight, and this is late first half. And this reminded me of Bizarro World Knicks-Wizards from Friday night, where the Knicks are down by 19. They quickly cut the deficit to like four at halftime, completely different game. So here comes the Celtics. The Knicks have now gone three minutes without scoring. 
This went from a 20-point game, if I'm not mistaken, down to eight. And Lugie's freaking out. I know he is. He didn't text me or anything, but I know he's like, here we go. Because he respects the Celtics. And so it's down to eight. And R.J. Barrett had a sequence of three plays. Number one was an alley-oop to Mitch, up by 10. Then you had a good defensive stand and an R.J. corner three. Knicks by 13. Then in transition, you had an R.J. and one. Knicks go up by 16. And even though the rest of R.J.'s game was very blah and mediocre and he stinks, number three overall pick, can't even play down crunch time, I thought that sequence late first half was when I sat there as an IBO. Yeah, I'm an IBO. I'm an independent basketball observer because I don't like the Celtics. I don't like the Knicks. So I'm watching good, hard, fun basketball. I just want to be entertained. And I said to myself, said it to my wife. She ignored me because she didn't care. She's like, why are we watching the Knicks? I said, bless her heart. Knicks are going to win this game because of that sequence. So, look, there were many other sequences in this game, obviously. Uh, I thought Hauser missing that open three and then OB top and had the dunk on the other end was another big moment. But I thought R.J. Barrett, for all the crap he takes, rightfully so, I thought that that sequence changed that game in a huge way late first half. And overall, IQ is tremendous. Julius Randle, blah, blah, blah. Mitch is back and healthy. That was a really good win for the Knicks, and there's no shade from my part. No, there's no shade. And this is going to sound like shade, but it's not, Evan. That win last night is a classic Tom Thibodeau February Knicks win versus a good team. Or over the overall. That is, that is shameful. Like, what are you no, no. doing? I'm just, just give them respect no. and move on. I am giving them respect. You just basically said it's a typical well, you let, February You baby. let me finish. Fine, go ahead. First of all, the Celtics had won nine games when Jalen Brown doesn't play. So, he's out of the lineup. Good for, you know, good for the Knicks. Guess what? The Celtics still win a lot of games yeah. when Brown is out. This is how the Knicks could possibly find their way to a four-seater. How they do get to just simply playing the Cavs in a 4-5 is they take advantage and will give you those kind of nights last night where maybe the Celtics, all right, coming off a big game for the Sixers, let's be honest, maybe they don't rise to the occasion in that spot. Those kind of games add up, and that's how the Knicks put them in a situation where they can actually win <laughs> you're, a first-round series. You're totally giving them shade. No, I'm not. You sound, you sound winning like games me. like last night because you're going to out-hustle every team is how you go and set yourself up for a series where did, maybe you win in the first they round. They defended their asses off. Like, and, and who knows? I mean, it's about winning in the first round when you're a Knicks fan, so... <laughs> This is look. That's credit. I'm giving them credit. You're not giving them credit. Why am I the good guy here and you're the 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 the, the douche? Why is that? At full full disclosure, the one thing me and Evan did text about last time was like two net fans. I think <laughs> Nick Celtics. Who's going to draw the short straw here? No, I'm being fair to be honest with you. I am too. They're, They're a good a- team. This is better than the team two years ago because. Brunson right off the bat. I know, you know, he's the better yeah, player. I, I think that they are a better team than they were two years ago. They're not, like, better than the 13 team. The 13 team is the best Nick team in the last couple of decades, and I think that's clear. I don't think there's yeah. any question. But, yeah, if you compare them to two years ago, IQ is a better player, and their starting point guard now is not Alfred Payton. Match, yeah. set, game. I mean, they, they were starting Alfred Payton in playoff games. He was playing four minutes, and then they were taking him out. And then here came the veteran Derrick Rose. But this is an interesting test for them. Tomorrow night against my team, our team, the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see what they show tonight against the Bucs. Yeah, that's a, that's a good spot for the Knicks because the Nets are going to win tonight and then getting them off a of back-to-back. It's <laughs> tough to get those two emotional wins back-to-back. The Nets are not winning tonight, I can tell you that. Go to Miami, which is a huge game because they got a handful of games against the Heat. What a big win last night against the Sixers. Then they go to Boston, which feels like a really difficult game coming off this win. And then after an easy one against Charlotte, and they did lose LaMelo Ball for the season, they got a long West Coast trip. 
So it's going to be a test for them. But I thought that last night was a very, very good, solid win. And it was a dominating win. I mean, honestly, yeah. that game, you know, I bring up a sequence in the second quarter. The game was over. That was a well-decided game. And every time Boston made any kind of mini push to get it to eight or get it to nine, they responded. Emmanuel quickly is blossoming before our eyes. So no shade on my part. There's no joke coming, I swear. That's a hell of a win by the Knicks. Good luck tomorrow you know, against Evan, my team. Uh, thank you. Like, we need your good luck. Uh, you know, Evan, even there. I well, no, you, because I, the fact that you have, Hold on. Well, this is what I want. You, when you say no shade is like saying with all due with all due respect, and then you disrespect somebody. How about disrespect? Oh, you're being me. condescending like you always are. How, no, he was not condescending. Oh, it was, it was dripping with condensation. Oh, yes, it was. About? With you're, condensation? You're, yeah, he's dripping with condensation right now. You're being a bad guy. We all see through it. The you real Nick fans. You might fool Sean because he's a fellow Net fan. You're not fooling me. And you're not fooling Nick fans. Well, what Evan. is he supposed to do? Walk in here with Spike Lee wrapped around his head and you know, slap <laughs> no, hands? And no, you got your team. Your team's still in Brooklyn. We're playing you tomorrow night. Talk that up. We don't need your. Oh, I'm great not, job. Uh, first great of all, you had a nice cute win respect. last night. I'm giving you Oh, wait, that was cute. What, what was so cute was about cute. it, Sean? They took the best team in the NBA to town, pillar to post. They What's did. so freaking cute about that? They beat him up so bad that Jason Tatum got to the uh, you know the club early last it's night a smiling and got baby. ejected. Is a smiling baby cute or not cute? It depends. I don't like babies and kids, so that's a bad example. But I guess when well, they're most smiling, most people say a smiling baby is that a cute baby? Sure. And is that meant as a sign of disrespect? Oh, come it on. It was a cute win for the Knicks last night. What was so cute? So, again, what's so cute about it? They're one of the hottest teams in that the NBA. That's great. Look, they took advantage of a team without a second no, best player. So, you just said took advantage of making excuses. All over the weekend. How many times did the Knicks lose that game, Sean? A lot. And they didn't. You're right. Okay. And the Knicks have had a lot of those moments. By the way, this is exactly... When Thibodeau is at his best, then the Thibodeau teams, including the Knicks, even when he was crappy with the T-Wolves and the Bulls, they out-hustle you to every ball, and they beat... Teams you, that they're better than, and then, you know what? Let's see if they do You're implying play. that the Celtics didn't care last night, which is BS. They did. And yeah. let's let's talk about this. The Nets are going down, and the Knicks are going up. I and just, that's what does it have to do with the Nets? Because was, you're taking shots at guys, the Knicks. Guys, I just wanted to give the Knicks credit for three minutes. Yeah, you it's started this. this a war Me now. too. You I, don't started. I didn't start anything. Yes, you I did. Compliment, I, brought, I, I picked a moment in the game that I thought was significant. I put some light on it, and then I just wanted to move the hell but on. But you said no shame, which means you're guilty. When you have to say that, that uh, means yeah. we have a guilty conscience. Knicks, you know, if you can't give the Knicks credit and the Knicks fans get upset, what, you gonna, what can you do with them? All right, can, it, can we just agree on this? Yes. It's a real shame that LeBron James is going to miss a few weeks with a foot injury, okay? <laughs> it's a real crying shame, and I feel bad. Let's go to Joe in Wall, New Jersey. Hello, Joe. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's um, on your mind, man? <laughs> not, to, not to wrap it back into this conversation, but I, I wanted to bring up just a point about Aaron Rodgers and, you know, what I thought about that. Yes, I yes. I agree with you, Evan, in the sense that Aaron Rodgers may give us the best chance to, let's say, win a Super Bowl next year. But as a Jets fan for the past 20 years, do we want one guy who could potentially come in and poison the young group because he's older, he's on his last leg, you know, and that'd be an issue – as opposed to having someone who gives us six, maybe seven years of decent football every year. Like, I would, if, I understand that Aaron Rodgers, you know, can put us in this position to win the Super Bowl, but I would much rather watch six years of Derek Carr having us in the playoff contention and potentially getting a Super Bowl okay, but than the, having the, one year. The issue I guess I have with you is that 
why are we assuming the quarterback in three years when Rodgers is gone is somebody horrific? Like, they will then replace Aaron Rodgers. Now, I can't guarantee who it is. I can't tell you how I'm going to feel. It may be a, a young quarterback they draft. It may be a free agent we're not thinking about. But why are we making this assumption that when they have to reload in two years, because they will, even in the best-case scenario, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is here for two, maybe three, and then he's gone. Why do we assume that that world in 2025 is such a bleak place? I don't get that part of the argument. I mean, I, I could also make the case that you're probably, or if things didn't go well, you'd be in that world with Derek Carr anyway. Like, I don't think that signing Derek Carr to a five, six-year deal means, like we talked about with Jones, you might just be the next two, three years, and if it doesn't work out, you're in that yeah, world anyway. You're right, and that's why it boggles my mind that one of the biggest arguments in the Carr-Rogers debate, and it is a debate, I, I want to say, like, I respect it. I, I get that there's an argument going on. This isn't like the pitch clock, where to me there is no which, argument. Which, by the way, is a good thing for the Jets right now. What? That you can even the pitch de- clock, no, not the pitch clock. <laughs> what? That the team that could, in theory could be a quarterback away from the playoffs. I just spit. That was a Keandre Miller Say there. It. See, now you're catching me. Has two significantly viable options to debate oh, a quarterback. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's such a stroke of luck that the Jets are in this no, position. No, it's a great, and I'm actually confident they're going to end up with one of those two guys. But one of the big arguments for Carr over Rodgers is three years from now. I, I just heard it from our last guy. Like, well. I know I've got him for five years. Why are we thinking so much about 2024 and 25? And one other thing I want to say about this with Rodgers, I disagree with the notion he would be a poison. Because I think Garrett Wilson, I'll use him as an example because he's a stud young wide receiver, would look at Aaron Rodgers walking in that door as, oh my God, oh my, a guy I watched on TV growing up, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and no one can dispute that, is going to be throwing touchdown passes to me after I just experienced Zach Wilson? Hello? Poison? Yeah. He's going to celebrate. Until the first time Garrett Wilson asks him out for a drink, maybe throw the football around, and he's got playing hacky sack by Come a handball court, Aaron Rodgers. You know what? That's so overrated. See, do you watch Aaron Rodgers when he does his interviews? Or do you just like to kind of jump in, read some quotes, and rip them? What's no, I watch Rodgers sit back, lean back, kind of like you do in breaks, and look that way and answer questions. I per- also I have been engaging with you during breaks, Governor Christie, if you're listening. And I have been having my arm around Sean during breaks. In fact, when I had to go to the bathroom, I made it clear. I said, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back during breaks. Now, go ahead. I've been fortunate enough in my travels, and, and you know the story well by now, to have met and hung out with plenty of athletes or whatever. Nobody has been a bigger social jerk to me personally than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so that's what this is about. Well, it, it's part of it. So this whole argument against Aaron Rodgers Have you is had that, interaction with him? No, and it doesn't matter. It does matter because you could tell the personality of a guy. He is a jerk. First of all, who cares? Not going to play well here. Do you think... This is, this is your problem. You just screwed up in a big way. The audience respects your opinion. They do. Like, that's Sean Morash. He hosts this giant podcast. I don't know how much they respect, but thank you. He puts up with DA for three hours a day. Uh, 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 uh. Speaking of respect, this Giants podcast, it's called One Giant Step, and it's brought to you by WFN and Odyssey, so thank you. Everybody loves it. Do I say this Met podcast, or do I call it the Rico podcast? You call it the Rico Brown, you damn it. You've admitted that your whole opinion on him is that he didn't want to hang out and play billiards with you. Like, how lame is that? Billiards. you got to get out more. Who's playing billiards like that? Pool, you know? No, no, no. That's not my whole opinion. That's what you just said. No, but the point is, when you asked me about watching his interviews with Matt, do you even watch it? When you look back, he thinks he's the coolest guy in the room. He thinks he's got it all figured out. He's got the conspiracy theory stuff. And which you could agree with him or disagree with him on all that stuff. That ain't going to play in New York. And in my personal dealing with him, I'm a New Yorker. I've dealt with plenty of other athletes. You could tell a vibe of somebody. Oh, no. Aaron was mean to you? 
He was very mean to me. Oh, did you ask him for lunch and he said no? I actually showed him a half-naked picture of me and he told me, get away from me, buddy. <laughs> Is that really what happened? Yeah, I lost the bet and I had to go to Central Park and Crisco and Bird see nothing but a pink Speedo when the Packers beat the Giants. Okay. We were out drinking. I was with Chip Kelly, by the way. Okay. All right, we're all throwing back Coronas and Aaron Rodgers being very social with everybody. So everybody knew the story. He was like, you got to go. Just go up to him. He's talking to everybody. I went up to him. Hey, Aaron, just want to let you know, not looking for an autograph or picture. You got to know that you beating the Giants did this to me. And I showed me sitting there, moobs hanging in there. He looked up at me and just, get the hell away from me, buddy. Yeah, Team Aaron Rodgers. Like, what what the hell is going on? So he could talk to everybody else in there? Yeah, bro, you went up to Aaron Rodgers randomly at a bar while it's he's a having a good time. Story. And you show him a picture of you and your boobs hanging out. Yeah, and you we expected him to do what? Like give you a he hug? He saw I was with fellow people in the league. I don't know, man. You ain't winning this one. Are you kidding me? Lugie, do you think that that was like that insulting that Aaron Rodgers didn't want to look at a half-naked Sean Morash? Do you think Terry Bradshaw's telling me to get away from him, buddy? Are you really going to compare him to Terry Bradshaw? Oh. Terry Bradshaw's missed the first time. He won't say no to anybody. It's because they hide everybody. Did Peyton Manning's telling me to get away from him? Oh, yeah. Peyton Manning is a complete, absolute fraud if I had to bet on it. Yes. No. Yes. No. I've met, I'm telling you, I, bet. I hung out and did shots with Russell Wilson, who's as corny as anybody. Well, you are name-dropping all over the I place am. right now. I'm filling the chair, Craig. <laughs> you really are. Did I tell you about the night I spent at Rayo's and I was with uh, Rusty Staub? <laughs> if Rosenberg cared about this show right now and he doesn't, he would start inserting the Craig Carton name drop. And he would say, Morash name drop. I'm not trying to name drop, but the point is... You fondled my ball for like three minutes straight. That's what you come up with? That was terrible. I mean, come on. Go ahead. Rogers point. sucks as a person. And I and in New York, whether you agree or disagree with anything he says, that ain't going to... If the going gets tough, he's not going to care about it. They're not going to write nice things about it. You can tell, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. That adds up, and he the, it'll wear on him, and he will want out. Well, well, okay, okay. You said a couple of different things. Him being affected by the media or sports talk radio—that's one thing. You thinking he's a bad fit here because he wasn't nice to you one time at a bar when you showed no. a naked picture of yourself—a little odd. Oh, hold on, I mean, I'm sorry. Like that's not going to. Does he talk to us. his brother and his family? Oh, just so me. now we're getting personal. No, no, here. but it adds up. Dude, the guy has some social Aaron issues. Aaron Rodgers was asked point blank about hanging out with teammates. And I thought he actually offered a really good answer. He said, look, I'm an older guy. I'm in my late 30s. I don't have that much in common with guys in their early 20s. I think that's a fair answer. Is that really a crazy answer? Yes, but. But he was mean to me that one time I showed no, my boobs. When you're one of 53 guys on a football roster, that becomes your family for a couple months. And it doesn't mean all 53 have to go out bowling on any given night. But you don't have to completely ignore Romeo Dobbs anyway. I don't know if he's completely that. That feels so overblown. Did you hear the Thanksgiving story? Uh, Only invited Mason Crosby and David Bakhtiar to well, Thanksgiving. Left everybody else to fend for themselves. <laughs> I mean, come on. Do they need Thanksgiving at the Rogers? <laughs> Let's go to uh, Keith and Englewood. What's up, Keith? How you doing, guys? Good. What's up? Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Great show so far. Um, Evan, my dad was like you. He had he was a Mets and Jets fan. Oh boy. And. <laughs> I think you could ask your Puerto Rico test differently after this story. So my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend. We were traveling. We had a layover in Puerto Rico. And I asked my dad, hey, have you ever been to Puerto Rico? Like, what's it like? And he said, for five minutes. And I said, five minutes? Like, why? He goes, I went to a jet game with John, and we ended up in Puerto Rico. We have no memory or anything. We just knew the Jets made us so mad. We just wanted to leave. <laughs> and I asked him. You angrily flew to Puerto Rico out of just disgust? Yes, this is an old 70s game, Shay, and, and he said that, I said, why didn't you stay? He said, first I woke up, I was trying to figure out what hotel I was in Manhattan, I saw a pool, I opened the door, the guy said, see, senor, so I just left, John, 
took the first flight back to New York, called my boss at 4.55. He said, you're lucky I was going to fire you the next day. And he went to work. And he goes, this is why I don't go to Jet Games. And I think the question should be, what team makes you so mad you end up in another country or Puerto Rico? <laughs> so he got so disgusted and pissed off at a Jet game and drunk, we should throw that in there, that somehow, without remembering anything, ended up on a plane and landed in Puerto Rico. And in the 70s, it ain't like buying a ticket on your plane. That means you had to go to LaGuardia or wherever. He and, went to the airport and, and buy said, a ticket at the counter for a red eye to Puerto Rico? Yeah, I said, where do I go? Where can you send me? Well, we have a flight to San Juan leaving in about 45 minutes. All right, I'm in. And ends up there. It actually sounds like a really fun Sunday, believe it or not. It sounds like the worst anxiety ever waking up going, <laughs> how am I getting to work? Where am I? Well, first of all, if I wake up in Puerto Rico, I'm spending a few days. Oh, you're pot committed. The job's gone. I'm going to hang out by the pool. Yeah, That's man. It. Like, I'm committing now to this. If I already flew down here, I may as well have a good time and see what the locals love. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Ed's up in Albany. What's up, Ed? Yo. What's up, Ed? Remember a guy named Brett Slav? Yeah, what about him? How'd that work out for the Jets? It's different. Don't I don't think like it's the, the same. No, nah, I don't I Well, parallels because they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks who played for Green Bay and all that. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't think they're the same. I don't think Brett Favre is Aaron Rodgers, and I, I don't think we should live life f- scared of our past. Well, aren't you scared? Like, didn't we see a prima donna come into Brooklyn? Four years ago? Which one? Kyrie or Kate? (laughs) (laughs) Or Harden? (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not a Nets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Right. I would have taken KD in a minute. But But I ain't taking Kyrie for nothing. Ed, Ed, Ed. Ed, you've just proven my point, though. Like, knowing the failure that it was, and in a weird way, and you don't have to be a Nets fan. It's really cool to have something that you can look at that just happened and just failed and just burned down and ask yourself this question. Would you have taken that risk knowing it failed? Would you have taken that risk? And the answer is yes. Like, I don't want to get into the the intricacies of this with baseball and DeGrom. I wanted to keep Jacob DeGrom. All right, he's gone. Once they lost him, despite the risks that are involved – Bring in Verlander. He's 40. Why the hell not? I know the risks. I know his arm could fall off next week. I know that there's a possibility Justin Verlander in the middle of July craps out. We never see him again. I know there's a possibility that he's great until October and he falls apart. But you take those risks. Aaron Rodgers comes with risks. I acknowledge that. I am not ignoring those risks. But you take them. And I kind of look back at Brett Favre, and I, and I don't think it's a similar situation. And I look back at Favre and say... It kind of was worth the risk, wasn't it? They were 8-3. and three. Yeah. He did get hurt. I love Chad, and it bothers me that Pennington won in Miami, but where were the Jets going to go with Chad? Don't you almost look back at those things and say, it didn't work, but yeah, it was worth it. I think that there's a difference. There was not a Derek Carr available when the Jets got Brett Favre. Who the hell is Derek Carr, Morash? A pretty damn good Pro Bowl is quarterback. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Oh, oh, oh he's not. Okay. Yeah. Has he won a Super Bowl? No. Has he won a playoff game? No. So while Derek Carr is a good quarterback and I feel bad ripping him, I don't mean to, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is none of those things anymore. And if he was, he would have some goal and beat the Lions at home in week eight. (laughs) I don't buy that. That's the big difference. I'm not convinced necessarily that he has changed and is not that guy. That's the thing we're going to disagree on. 